Good evening and welcome to another episode of 48 Shades of Football. I'm joined as ever by Mark. Good evening. How are you this week? Uh, I'm okay, not bad. Football's not coming home to Celtic Park anytime soon, but other than that, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why you're so distraught about Celtic on the 21s crashing out of the Ramsons Cup to Anan Athletic. It's the only trophy that Celtic haven't won. <laughs> okay. They've won everything else, including the Coronation Cup, which I'm sure you're aware of. But if the under-21s won it, does it still count? Uh, well, that's like saying if no one's in the away end at a supermarket, does it still count? There are lots of people in the away end. More, <laughs> more people in the away end than the home end. <laughs> Not from Arsenal. Anyway, anyway, this is a K-League podcast. So today's uh, intro music, Paul, was... Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Which I guess is with regards to two people, perhaps. Okay. Um, obviously... One who may or may not have celebrated, and one who should have been red carded for his celebration, right? Okay. So agree or disagree? Who's who? Who's the second one you're talking about? I mean, I think running, jumping a, a fence, and almost inc- like inciting and showing away fans how he got on the pitch is probably not the example that we want to be giving to the children. He did get a yellow card for it. Did he get a yellow? Because yeah. when the highlights I saw, I didn't even see a yellow card. We are obviously talking about Anderson. Uh, who scored the winning goal for FC Seoul in the can we call it Super anymore in the in the derby? The derby. But what derby would it be? Because in you know like in Korea you've got the Gyeongyang derby, the Gyeongjin derby, and everything else, right? But what would that be? Uh, what could we call that? The old firm derby. The old firm derby. Well, there is no old firm either, so fantastic. So you you were obviously there. I guess we'll get an in-depth review of that once we get to it. Uh, I've got about 30, 30 minutes of things I need to talk about. Good. I'm glad I'm, I'm, glad I'm doing the editing today then. <laughs> so this podcast will last about three minutes then, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, anything else to, to talk about? Korea have played their first game in the Asian Games. They did indeed. A resounding win. Yep. Um, some, some of the uh, controversial picks justified, shall we say? Yep. Uh, saw him, what was Son justified? Um, was Chojianu justified? I know one guy that was. He kept a clean sheet. He did keep a clean sheet, actually. And uh, apparently he did actually keep a clean sheet. In terms of uh, he actually made two pretty fantastic saves in, in, in the last couple of minutes, or the last ten minutes. And according to the, the internet meme that's going around, he actually saved Korea from a, a typhoon as well. Probably, yes. Have you not seen that? No, but I'm, I'm thinking it's similar to like Sharknado, those like, Sharknado movies. <laughs> so it's probably something along those lines, yeah? Like a Sonado or something. And then the other thing is that Korea have just appointed a new manager. They have indeed, and GS sales of Dosherax are, going to about, are about to go through the roof. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that as well. And then obviously we have our hypothetical question of the week. Yeah. And then winners and losers, yeah? And the usual cough. Okay, sweet. Okay, so I guess K-League start. Um, you want to start with uh, the K2 where Songnam are cleared at the top or do you want to start with Seoul winning the Supermatch? Uh, let's start with the K2 because we've okay. got, got two rounds of K1 to get through. Okay, I kind of... We, we just did the K2 there, but just just so you know. Okay, Songnam... <laughs> so Songnam, Songnam uh, went down to Ansan and... I actually had the pleasure of meeting uh, Jarvi Big Tweets. I, I, I believe that's what he goes by on on, on Twitter. Or James, uh, the guy, the Ansan fan. Okay. That one of the founding members of the Ansan Foreigner Supporters Club. 
Uh, he actually came in the away end, uh, and me, him, and the Phantom had a, had, a, had a couple of beers, a little bit of chat, obviously, Liverpool fan, Celtic fan, the chat obviously turned to uh, Stevie Gerrard and Brendan Rodgers, but it, it was really interesting, he has kind of taken on a lot of things. Um, Songnam won the game 1-0, uh, a fantastic world-class strike from uh, Saw Bowman, the captain, who has been a pretty exceptional signing to be honest Nam's got a lot of things wrong but that's one thing he's got right so Nam did their usual they did, an, they did enough to get the goal and then they just sat back and invited Ansan onto them Ansan went really up for it it was boiling hot um, hence all the empty beer cans at my feet that was the only reason honestly uh, and yeah that was it finished 1-0 that was on the Sunday I've got a question for you yes how, how long has he been supporting Ansan? Uh, on and off for about three or five years, I think. So he's supports them in each of their various guises. Yes, we had that discussion. How did, how did he cope, like losing the police and gaining the greeners? So he said that he felt it was quite difficult to actually um, support the police team as much or or with any real sort of passion, because you knew that those players were only going to be there for I mean any you know eighteen months. But when he arrived, maybe six months left, and when he first left, maybe you know they'd only been there a few months or whatever uh, the other guy who formed the club a guy called Kyle who I think has now left yep. um, he didn't have quite the same problem uh, being passionate about the police he was from Liverpool so he's probably had a few dealings with the police in his time anyway so um, he, he, he was probably just happy to be on the other side <laughs> of their of their dealings I guess um, but um, but yeah but he said it's a lot easier to get behind the Greeners because you know they're an actual team the players that are being signed the manager that's there is actually your manager your players um, I mean he's he's struck up quite a good friendship with the with a couple of guys around the club as well um, so like I know that the foreigners and him so they, they kind of hang out a bit and stuff like you, that so he was never tempted to keep supporting the police no, after they'd moved on no. he was quite happy to support the new Ansan yeah he, he lives about 20 minutes away from the stadium in fact I think that was less than that I think he said uh, so I think he was quite happy to kind of support his local team so to speak and uh, would you agree with that? Um, so I think it's one of those points that we've I mean I think we've raised it on previous podcasts we've, we've talked about it over beers and so on. I mean, I, as, as long as it's not FC Seoul, anything goes, right? No, no. When it comes to moving around. No, I, I think I think that's that, that's not correct. That doesn't go at all with FC Seoul. Um, what I mean is that I think if you're supporting a team like the army or the, or the police, are you really supporting that team? You know, they, so, you're, so you're, you're, you're so supporting our team's players, basically, right? So if it was the other way around, where the Greeners were at Ansan and he was supporting them for a couple of years, and then they moved to Arsan and the police come in. Would you expect him to keep supporting the, the Arsan Greeners and ignore the Ansan Police? Or, or I, I would expect so. Yeah, I, I think I think it's it's different when you have these military or police teams. I so, think so. You get a free pass because it's the police that left. Yes, and a, new, and a citizen club came in. Yes, you get. A free but pass. if it was the other way around, you, I would expect you to follow the citizen club. Where it's only not a couple of stops down the subway anyway. Yeah, it would be my own personal opinion of it. So this is an unexpected hypothetical question. It's, it's unexpected. I think. It, for me, it's kind of similar to, for example, you know, like the loan system in the UK. Yep. You know, they, I don't talk about Scottish football, but right now you've got Rangers who, under Stevie Gerrard, have got four 
four Liverpool players on, on loan, one Roma player and one like boy from France or something, right? So they're doing a Watford. <laughs> like six of the players are, are, are on loan. Can you really call them your team? Like, I, you know, like Celtic did it under running daily. We had like five players on, on loan. Well, um, but, but we always have this discussion is that players come and go and the fans are always there. So Yeah, that, that's true. But uh, I think... Like the loan system, at least you have your own players plus the loan players, and quite often, you know. But, but even your own players, like some, come go, yeah. someone could come in, do yeah. well, and get sold after six months, or do badly yeah. and get get kicked out after six months. So I, I think my opinion is just because it is the army and the police. I, I think if it was, if, if, if it wasn't those two entities, maybe I, I would feel differently about it. But I, I just think if, if I lived in Sangju or if I lived in uh, Ansan. Now, Asan, I don't think I would passionately support the the army or the police team. I would turn up and watch the game, and the same as I travelled an hour across town to watch Inchon uh, on on the holiday. But I wouldn't particularly call them my team. I don't think. Okay, and uh, how did Songnam's biggest rivals get on? So Songnam's biggest rivals, well, they lost one of the yeah, two one to Seoul. Um, oh, you mean in the in the K two? Uh, the police lost. Sangju. The police drew. Uh, the police drew. No, uh, no, with Kwangju. I won all with Kwangju. Won each with Kwangju. They were a goal behind and then they pulled it back. Uh, and our other rivals, who came from not from nowhere, but Pusan, who have done really well, got to within three points. Um, they they won a resounding five 0 humping of the Elanders of the Soul Ferrets. I think we should bring that name back. The ferrets. The, the ferrets. It's been it's been away for too long. Uh, they also had a midweek game. They had a midweek game which they also lost one 0 to Dijon. But they gave away free beer at the midweek game. My niece was there. She doesn't remember any of the football. <laughs> but they've actually sort of. I wouldn't say they're charging up the table, but they're sort of rising up the table like a like bread rises slowly. You know, it's quite interesting because you said that bread rises slowly, but I was thinking more, you know, how like maybe after you wash, there's that kind of like, you know, that kind of greasy sort of stuff in the water that that finally rises. Um, But yeah, bread, let's call them the the soul breads instead of the soul. Soapy waters, whatever I was going to call them. Um, Yeah, I mean, they've done well to come from absolute bottom, but I mean, a final defeat at the hands of Poussin followed by a 1-0 with Dejan is, is kind of is, is not great they did beat against Pusan they broke the 1,000 fan barrier for the first time this season <laughs> what a time to do it <laughs> I know of all the times <laughs> of all the times to, be, to, to break 1,000 fans you lose 5-0 um, but I'm going to assume that a good couple hundred of them were Pusan fans anyway so I doubt it to be honest I know they, they Pusan have a reasonably decent away crowd ok I mean, for a K2 team, I mean. Probably better than when they were a K1 team. Yeah, yeah, I think so, I think so. Anything else of note happened in the K2? Um, nope. nope. But it does mean that, as I said, that Songnam are clear at the top. Uh, Hughes game on Monday, which we'll get to when we do the previews, uh, when we head down to the Godok to play Pusan. Uh, Suwon uh, also they? won. They, they beat uh, Buchon 2-0. Um, which probably has definitely ended Puchon's 
title challenge, um, and they look as if they're in kind of free fall. So it's going to be tough to see them even make the playoffs. They are a team in free fall, I think. Yeah, they're. I mean, to have gone was it fuck like unbeaten for the first nine games or something. Uh, to now, I don't think they've won in the last like, five. Can I ask a question? Yes, you can ask me many questions. Are they in their new home yet? Uh, no. Not, not unless they, they put a marquee above that pitch and called it the stadium. No. No. I don't know. What's happening with that? <laughs> I told you what happened, right? But were you not hosting that week when I, I told you I went to Puchan, right? I got there really early. Uh, and that was for the Songnam game. So I was sitting in my Songnam top, right? Like the old Buchan Ultras, and then they all ran away, and there was a concert going on across from the, the little square where everyone drinks, right? And then suddenly the, the mayor came over, and they went to the pitch, the, the training pitch next to the stadium, and they all pointed and clapped and hugged them, and that was them pointing to say, "Here's where the stadium's going to be." But I thought it was supposed to be. Yeah, they 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 had nine games in a row away from home, and they. Two months later, the mayor's pointing at a piece of ground saying that's where your stadium will be. <laughs> I'm not really sure what what happened there, to be honest. So they were taking all the temporary seating from Pyeongchang. Does that mean there's a big pile of like seats stacked up somewhere in the corner? I mean, that's another thing as well. I don't know where those seats went. I think it all, I think it all fell apart somewhere. I think maybe the seats at Pyeongchang, maybe they didn't want them, maybe they weren't as good, maybe it was too costly to transport them, I don't know. But it did seem, it does seem as if, for whatever reason, they postponed or played their opening fixtures away from home, it it hasn't aided them, that's for sure. Okay. K1? K1, okay. Um, I watched the Sangju Seoul game. Okay. Which finished 2-1 to Seoul. Uh, Seoul weren't very good at all. Uh, Sangju were worse uh, Seoul scored two goals in, in about two second half minutes uh, right at the beginning of the second half okay. first half was really really poor Seoul came out, Sangju made a couple of mistakes 2-0 up, then they kind of rode their luck Sangju scored right at the end and the last five minutes were very nerve wracking but three points it is okay. uh, elsewhere um, Suwon went down to Ulsan and lost which was kind of a crucial match for them yeah, yeah that was a huge game uh, other than that, pretty much everything went as expected. Yeah. Chonbuk beat Kangwon, Tegu beat Incheon, Cheju Puang was a, a draw, and Kyungnam beat Chonnam. So, so nothing major in the K1 at, at the weekend, right? But then, oh, hell broke loose on, on, on Independence Day, Liberation Day, whatever you want to call it, right? Should we start with the game that you went to? Yep. The goal fest that you promised the us? The goal fest? Uh, well, as I said, I think the beer prophecy was at the wrong stadium. Uh, I managed to find a can of Baltica 7, which is one of my favourite beers. Took it to the game expecting 7 goals or goal from number 7 or a goal in the 70th of certain minute. I would have settled for a goal from a player with a 7 in their age, shirt, family, address. <laughs> um, just someone who had 7 fingers some, some, <laughs> would have settled for. Someone that celebrated his 7th birthday. <laughs> yeah, anything at all, to be honest. <laughs> It finished nothing each. The first half was good. The second half was dire. Um, Obviously, last last week we asked each other what was the one match you wouldn't miss and what was the one match you would miss. Do you, yeah. remember, do you remember what you said? Well, I said the the one match I would miss would be any match involving John Book because I couldn't watch the rookie do his celebration again after you said that as well. Yeah. Turns out that's the one match I should have stayed home and watched, <laughs> right? 
what happened there? So my my kind of my my beer prophecy was correct. It was just in the other end of the country uh, as Pohang ran out five two runners over John Book. For one more thing, for those of you who didn't, didn't quite catch my Scottish accent, Pohang won five two against John Book. These those two teams are souls next to op- opponents. <laughs> yeah, so they got Chumbuk at home this weekend. And Pohang away, right? Pohang oh, home home next Wednesday. Yeah, uh, crazy. I mean, like, uh, yeah. There's not a whole lot to say about that, to be perfectly honest. Other than five two, I mean, they. Well, there is something to say in that. I mean, as in how I, I mean, I'd, how did Chumbuk completely fall apart? Is what I mean, like. Um, They've got two two defenders at the Asian Games. Yeah, but and, uh, they're like nineteen and twenty or something like. Like, um, really, that's what you're putting like like your hopes on a couple of teenagers, a couple of young guys. If that's true, that means we should be very worried for the K League for the next ten years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really know. Like, I think the ex ex soul player scored yeah. a hat trick or something. Isak Yon, who yeah. looked like. How can I say politely dogged it every time I've seen him in a soul shirt? Yeah. Rotate the stripes 90 degrees and he scores a hat trick against Chumbuk. Uh, I mean, I didn't see any of the games, I didn't see any, any of the goals. I, I was obviously at Inchon. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not the first time that Chumbuk have lost. I mean, they, we discussed this last week. They lost to Gyeongnam, losing to Pohang. They are obviously a very can vulnerable can team. Lose at the, soul. Times. the thing is, they, what I would say is, what it does maybe do is. I know Suwon lost his soul also, but what it does do is it, it must surely give... I mean, Saw is a shocking manager, in my opinion. He's like the worst manager in the K-League, to, to be perfectly honest. Um, I know you don't agree, but um, but surely John Book having just shipped five goals to Pohang and you meet them you know, a couple of weeks in the ACL, surely you're going to attack them, right? I mean, Suwon had the players that can score goals if they can just actually have a manager who can... Like choose the correct tactic, right? Uh, I mean, it's going to be a positive for for Suwon, but you, but if they had any other manager other than Saw, I would say Suwon might make the final. But Saw's a, a ridiculously poor manager. So I was, see, you said you've not seen the highlights of this game. I haven't seen them myself. So you won't know the answer. I was going to wonder: Did Kim Shinook he scores Chumbuk second to to bring them back to four two down in the eighty second minute? Do you think he did his kind of? Of course he did. Pray. This is it, it, it's all about Kim Chinook. It's, it's like, not about anything else. It's like God, let us score two or three more goals in the last five minutes to win this game. I mean, I don't know if you saw my tweet at the weekend. I turned on the TV at the weekend just as Kim Chinook scored for John Book uh, on Saturday Sunday, um, and then he did straight away down on his knees, like you know, hands in the air, blah blah blah. And I was like, well, you called it because like, you didn't want to see that, and I turned over the TV just as it happened. Um, so yeah, of course he did it against Pohang as well. He would do it, like, waste a minute of celebration. Eh, sorry, waste a minute of game time. He do his celebration because it is the Kim Chinook show. Yeah, but Anderson did that as well after scoring against Suwon. So yeah, that whole thing is annoying. But anyway, <sighs> other game. Patrick Young used to do it. Um, after scoring, he used to. I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen he, that he, he does his hands together like yeah, that, yeah. rather than the, the fingers pointing in the, the air. Fingers, but. Yeah. Um, there's a, another couple of good games as well. Yeah, all Sang. Basically, if you've gone anywhere other than Incheon, you would have seen a great game. Yeah. Um, Kyungnam, Ulsan, 3 0 draw. Um, Ulsan were 3 0 up? Yeah, 3 0 up after 69 minutes, and then 81 90 90, back to 3 0. Yeah. 
Marcao was two. Marcao, yeah. Uh, went away to Chonnam and won one nil. Um, Tegu went to the island and won three two. Came back from behind. Yep, they were two one down after eighty minutes, eighty three and ninety. Okay. Uh, quite a few last minute goals around. Yep, so one last minute goal for Anderson, right? Yeah. So you want me to take you through the super match? Not particularly, but okay. Um, I wasn't very optimistic because. As you know, Seoul are like unbeaten by Suwon in the league for the last three years. Yeah. That run's got to end at some point, right? Not as long as Saw's manager. This uh, is where I tested the Phantom. I told him. Like, one used to send me a text saying, Seoul will hit the bar, it's going to finish 2 1 to Suwon. I was like, no, Seoul are going to win this. Saw cannot beat. If Suwon lose the lead, he cannot win the game against Seoul. Five minutes in, uh, Seoul defence gets in a mix up giving Dayan basically a free strike at goal and he tucks it just inside the post. That's your taking the goal, that's not my taking the goal, but anyway. Okay, let, let's say your take on the I goal. I think the goal was it was actually a fantastic piece of play by Dayan to step inside in the middle of the two defenders and score. Was it why well, he kind of wrong, wrong-footed the one defender yeah. and then they got in each other's way so they couldn't... But it was pretty, I mean, it, his, the way he cut inside was like really skillful. Vintage Dayan? Vintage Dayan, I would say, yeah. Uh, and scored. The, the, the goal that's been, he's been waiting for, I guess. Oh, he's Seoul. hit the bar twice, right? He scored against uh, so uh, Siam, but it was chopped off, right? For, yeah. For offside, yeah. Uh, what do you think of his celebration? Well, are we going to do it now? Was it his his Ronaldo kind of stand stock still and like, I'm the man, or was it sheepish? So I have a couple of opinions on this, to be honest, right? First of all, it's the third game. Yep. Uh, okay, it's still the first season, but it's the third game. Uh he scored a goal. He kind of put his hands to his lips as if, as if he was crying, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I haven't watched it. To his lips? But he did I, this. I, I thought he was doing like this. No, he did this. Okay. He, he put his hands up to his mouth. Um, I would like to have seen how he, would have, how he would have reacted had that goal been scored into the Suwon fans and not into the Seoul fans. Uh, I think he scored into the Seoul fans and looked up and saw them and then realised, ah, and that's why he didn't celebrate. So he, he was getting ready to do the whole shush. I think he was getting ready to do something. I think he would have celebrated it differently had they been at the other end of the pitch. Even his hands up. But he, he didn't even put his hands up. And when the other players jumped on him, uh, he kind of because he kind of looked a little bit lost and and kind of sad. Sadic, um, their Bosnian, new Bosnia. Yeah, yeah. He 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 ran up and whispered something in his ear. And then he kind of smiled and kind of, as he, as he was getting further away with his back to the Soul fans, he finally punched the air uh, a little bit further back. Um, but his initial reaction was one of, oops, is the only way to describe it, to be honest. As I said, had that goal, I mean, it's a hypothetical, who knows, but it's never going to happen. May it happen, but you never know. Hi- hypothetically, it's one all going into time added on. Dayan pops up in front of the Suwon fans, scores the winner. He, he, he would have celebrated it. Not the Anderson, but he would have celebrated it. You think? Yeah. He would have celebrated, I think he would have celebrated that goal into the Suwon fans. I think he looked up, saw the red and black, and that's why he didn't celebrate. So he's got the first goal. Um, he, is he, his lack of celebration has gone up in your eyes, in his estimation? Classy. I mean, to be honest, I I've sat I sat at Celtic Park when Henrik Larson Henrik Larson pounced on an Alan Thompson back pass, scored a goal for Barcelona that effectively ended Celtic's uh, run in Europe 
Larson didn't celebrate. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, the ex-Rangers player, jumped all over him and <laughs> was having the time of his life. Um, do I, did I believe it was classy by Henrik? Um, I believe it was the right thing to do at that point in time. Yeah. Uh, as a fan of Celtic and, and Larson being an absolute idol, yeah. I think if it was any other player, um, I would... I don't think it would be important, to be honest, but I think because of where Dehan is held in high esteem with Soul fans and the fact that he actually is a club legend, and yeah, I think he was right not to celebrate. Even though the fans were booing him? But the fans are fans. The fans are always going to boo him. I think he was right not to celebrate. Okay. And but, but if he doesn't celebrate the next time he scores, then I think he's just been a little bit... So I was going to ask you that. How, how long does his non Just the first goal, not celebrate, and then after that he's free to do what he wants? Yep. Okay. And to be honest, had he scored that goal, any of the Suwon fans, and had he celebrated, I wouldn't have had a problem with that. I think scoring a goal in the, in, in the Soul fans, any form of celebration would have been a bit ridiculous. Uh, but what's he going to do at Sangam? Like, score a goal and just hope he scores it at the other end? I mean, that's it, right? I mean, I don't know how long you can continue that celebration. Sorry, continue not celebrating, to be honest. Because at some point it's going to annoy your own fans, right? Or the, the, Su- the Suwon fans. Yeah, he's got this job him, yeah. where he's, he's kind of balanced by being respectful to Soul fans but also being uh, showing that he's actually a Suwon boy yeah uh, and at some point the, the balance is going to be tipped yeah I mean he was, he was always going to score that goal it was always going to happen it's Dehan he's never going to go a full season and not score like 10, 12, 13 goals he, he was always going to score that goal at some point Um what was it, a particularly important one? No, not not really. It wasn't in the ACL. It wasn't in a, in a cup. It didn't knock so out of anything. Even even if the game had finished one up with Sue one, it wasn't. It's not as if Sue's season is you know precariously hanging on that one match. I mean, like so. I don't think there was a huge uh, issue had he celebrated, but I think the fact he didn't was the right thing to do. But that's it. I mean, I think he showed the class that Lee Sang-ho should have shown and ridiculously didn't, uh, to be perfectly honest. Okay. I mean, Dehan not celebrating, then you, you, if you put it up against like, a guy who nobody even knows who he is, basically, like running around like, making all sorts of gestures and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think when you look at that, yeah, you've got to applaud Dehan for his class. Back to the game. Back to the game. Rest of the first half, Suwon were, were on top, Seoul were living dangerously. Yeah, seen a few flash chances past the post and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, come out for the second half, completely different story. Maybe within five minutes, Koyuan has equalised. Uh, did you see Black that? strike. World it, class. It was... Guy too good for the K-League. Shinji- Gotta say it, and I never say that. Shin- strike. Shinji no wins a tackle as, as Suwon had... Uh, uh, attacking, he's on the ground. He gets up, starts dribbling, looks up, see, sees Koyuan bursting through the centre, and Koyuan puts his hand up to say pass to me. Shinjino launches a, a pass, what 50 yards from the sort of left, halfway in his own half on the left wing, right into Koyuan's path. So he just brings the ball down, runs forward a couple of paces, and lashes it from the edge of the area. Yeah, the ball has got some wicked spin on it, so it deceives the keeper and goes in one all. Brilliant strike. Goal, yeah, goal mean, of the week. Not that I've seen the other, every other goal, but... It was technique, pace, everything about it was fantastic. Um, I'm not a particular fan of the guy, although I did tell the Phantom he's the one player 
probably one of the few players in the K League that would want at Celtic. Yeah. Uh, he is, he's a he's a step above everyone. So. And he's completely revitalised since coming back from the World Cup. Yeah. Because before that he was looking kind of jaded and disinterested, but come back he's been made captain and he's running the show every week. Yeah. Uh, after that, Suwon had a chance cleared off the line. Uh, they got the ball past Yang Anbin, but uh, whoever number forty is, I forget, hooked it off the line as a another Suwon striker was lurking. And then after that was also, I think they yeah, hit the bar, hit the woodwork twice. Koyohan uh, again got is a, a break from Seoul. He got the ball out on the left, lashed it in at pace, hit the hit the post and cannoned out. Um, someone else crossed it in from the right, and Ivandro got a header on, hit the crossbar. Uh, so it looked yeah. like the game was petering out to one all, and then a goal pretty much from nothing, no. Yeah, the the ball fell and it was like the, a the, the, the ball was crossed in. It should have been cleared easily. Anderson, as he's wont to do, failed to win the header, and the Suwon defender headed it out, and it dropped to I don't know Koyan maybe. It was kind of like more uh, the pinball, and I just felt with Anderson. It dropped in, and and it was it was looped back in, and Anderson was surrounded by four different Suwon players, but the ball came to him, and he kind yeah. of trapped it, turned around, and poked it inside the post, yeah. and. You had a question whether he should have been able to get a shot off in that situation. He should have done. I mean, if you are, but he's a big lad. Because he had all the time in the world to to bring the ball up, down, swivel, and and put, it wasn't like the the shot was particularly hard or no, pacey. No. It was, but well well placed. And as you said, he leapt over the hoardings, went up the the stairs, and celebrated with the fans. And then Goyo hand fouled them up. Yeah, I think one other player did as well. Yeah, it was at least two. Yeah, it's a bit a big mob. So okay, so finished two one happy. The spark that will, the the spark that will flame your season, the spark that will ignite your season. I don't know what the saying is anymore to be perfectly honest. But, um, <laughs> well, I, I, I must say I watched Seoul beat Sangju two one at the weekend, and I was completely uh, not not very much engaged with that game. I was like, why am I watching this? No, K League's no fun anymore. And then you, you were asking me, is is the super match still super? But to the fans there, although mm. few in number. The uh, the passion was at a completely different level, and the, the game was brilliant. It was back and forth, attacking all the way. So, so you think um, after that, do you think then? I mean, obviously it's Sunday is the visit of John Book. Yeah. Do you think the two one the victory against Suwon will put a few extra on that? A few extra soul fans will come along. You know that you said Sanju game was terrible. Uh, not the fullest of soul ends at Supermatch, but you think that more come along now, buoyed up after after beating Suwon? No, I think they'll come to see Lee Dong-guk. Okay. Because he's on TV with his kid all the time, right? Yeah, he is, right. Yeah. So. Okay. So, anything else on this weekend? Um, what, match-wise? Yeah. There must be. Um <laughs> nope. do, you, do you want to talk about the Asian Games? Asian it? Games? Yeah. Okay, so it, first game, Asian Games, was also on Wednesday. Um, Korea versus Bahrain. Yep. 6 0. 6 0, hat trick by Rijo. First half hat trick, plus. First half hat trick, yep. Um, yeah, six, I mean, what more can you say other than an emphatic 6 0 victory? Uh, as we said, like. Cho Jianu did make a couple of saves. It wasn't all one-way traffic or all plain sailing, but uh, yeah, fantastic start for the team that is obviously tipped to win it. Um, 
I mean, they probably didn't do anything that they weren't expected to do. Um, but Kim Akbom's not renowned for his sort of all-out attacking play, is he? So to, for uh, them to go and, although the the opposition wasn't very good for them for them to go out and put six goals past him, it's not very. Kim, uh, the thing Kim is that he he has been known to alter his tactics depending on opposition. I mean, they, in the ACL campaign, you know, like a few years back, that we utterly destroyed Gamba in the first half. Yeah. I mean, the, Gamba was a big threat. He came out, he attacked him from the kickoff. We were 2 0 up at half time. Um, so he does, he, on occasion, he will play that way. He unfortunately doesn't play that way enough in the K League, you know, that he would defend against Seoul, defend against John Book and stuff like that. But I think, as I said at the time, Hackbaum being appointed under 23 manager was the guy who was going to kick, kick the ass of the kids who were coming through thinking that they were prima donnas. Um, the selection of Wang Yijou, he knows what what he can get from him. He he knows how to play him. I mean, Wang Yijou's best performances were in a song that I'm sure under Kim Hak Bum. I'm not surprised he scored a hat trick. Uh, I'm not surprised he started them, and I'm not surprised that they they won that game easily. So we did talk the other day saying that in terms of solving Korea's manager problem, if Kim, Kim Hak Bum does well at the Asian Games, promote him to the full t- nope. team. Uh, you said no at the time, yeah. and clearly that's not happened because they've gone and appointed some Portuguese guy. They have indeed. They've they've been, they've appointed a very very famous huge name. Uh, I was going to say huge lunchbox for yeah for people back home. Uh, you may know his 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 auntie Frey, uh more. Uh, they've appointed Paulo Bentos. There's no S on it. It's just Bento. <laughs> oh, sorry. Also, it's not. There's no relation to the Argentinian pulled pork. Or smoked meat, corned beef. Corned beef was it? Okay, it was, it's you, been a long you, time. You've been away from. <laughs> I've been having a way too hard. You know what free bentos does anymore? But uh, but yeah, uh, Paulo Bento, uh, ex Portuguese manager, uh, manager around 2010 took took po- uh, Portugal to semi final. Uh, took Portugal to the semi finals of Euro 2012. Okay, and then got fired two years later for losing to Albania, who at the time were not rated, but have actually. Sort of improved a lot yeah. over the last few years. So um, he's also managed uh, Olympiacos, Cruzeiro in Brazil, and Chongqing Lifan in China. Okay, obviously dealt with big, huge name players. I mean, he's he's managed the ego of Ronaldo. Uh, well, deal with me, I'm, I would assume other players like um, huge huge names as well. Can he come in? Can he get the best out of Son? Can he manage the the Korean? hierarchical system the Korean um, mentality it'll be interesting but definitely a better appointment than some of the the other ones that we might have saw yeah so he's as I said he he married he managed Olympiacos uh, for about nine months he he was sacked when there were seven points clear at the top of the table and in the last 16 of the Europa League, because he'd lost three matches on the bounce. That's when you sack someone, right? He appointed coach in Chongqing last December, and he was fired about a month ago because they weren't doing very well. So, so uh, maybe it's not that he's a poor manager, other than he, maybe the expectations of the board are too high, right? So, obviously, I don't want to uh, sort of we can't predict the future. So I'm not going to ask you to predict whether he's going to do well for Korea or not. But I've got one question for you. Do you think the position that a player played 
in their playing career has an effect on their attitude as a manager. So this guy was a defensive midfielder when he was a player. Do you think that will have any impact on his uh, philosophy as a manager? I don't think so. No. Some of the, the best managers have been like defenders, right? I mean, Like Gareth Southgate. Yeah, Gareth Southgate. <laughs> Dino Zoff was goalkeeper. Uh, like Jurgen Klinsmann was an, a fantastic striker, but you wouldn't really say that the, the, the USA national team is particularly exciting to watch, I don't think. Um, no, I, I don't think your position as a player has any influence. I think a lot of people play in a position that best suits their pace or like you know like their their you know their their skill set. I guess maybe not their mindset, so to speak. Um, I mean, Roy Keane was a, an exceptional defensive midfielder. What about crap manager, right? <laughs> so uh, I would say no. I don't think it. I don't think it. it, it I don't think there's a, a correlation between the position you played and how you manage. So, good luck to him. We'll good wait and see what him. happens. Of course. Yes. Uh, and if you're ever in town, give us a shout, Paolo. <laughs> okay. Winner and loser of the week. Uh, okay. Winner of the week. Winner for me, Songnam. Top of the league. Uh, two points clear now. Um Huge game against Busan coming up, but get by that and relatively, got a couple of relatively winnable games after that. Um, they've seen off the challenges that were, well, I mean, they did lose a couple of games, but I think get by Busan uh, still top, and I think there's a, definitely a few winnable games coming up. Got to break the, the Eland jinx, but my winners of the week are um, Songnam. Uh, my winner, I think I'm going to pick Dayan. Not the best love player among the foreign K-League community, but I think his his actions this week will have uh, endeared him to those like yourself who are not his biggest fans. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Loser of the week? Um, I mean, I'm going to say it, and I'm not just having a dig, but I'm going to say it like, less, I mean, anything, other, anything less than 20,000 at that game on Wednesday night was absolutely shocking. I don't really care about the heat, to be honest. Uh, football fans are not fickle. We don't not go to games because it's too hot, like baseball fans, or because it's raining, like baseball fans. Um, for well, because, only, well, because it's baseball, because like it's baseball, baseball fans. But because for, for less than 15000 to pay to get into that game is utterly shocking, to be honest. So my losers of the week are... We know attendances are falling. The last super match, if you want to call it that, at Sangam was still relatively well well attended, like thirty something, right? Yeah. Um, Fifteen is Suwon. I mean, I, like the first game I ever went to, the, the first so Suwon game I ever went to, it was like it was like twenty seven, twenty eight, thirty thousand, some twenty five, some crazy. They were so busy, we had to buy tickets online right. before going, right? I mean, I could have rocked up with like my my whole school and like, every single student, and still all got in, right? Um, I think for me, that's I think we know the attendances are falling, but this is still billed. I mean, NBC were still billing it, or whoever was advertising it was still billing it as the super match. It's still the biggest game that Korea has to offer. It was an exceptional game, as you said, um, and I just feel that. You know, there's no reason to not be packing those stands out. Maybe uh, it's maybe it's because of the beer. I mean, small cans of Qingdao at three thousand a shot. Don't Ridiculous. throw cans in the pitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, as simple as that. 
Like, no, I mean, if fans want to complain about paying 3001 for a small can of beer, you shouldn't have been throwing them on the pitch in the first place. And that goes across the board, dude. That, that goes a- across every stadium. Like, bag searches everywhere are becoming a thing now. Like, it's, it's only a matter of time until it happens at, at, at Sangam. Sangam's never going to go down to 3001 for a small beer because GS owns them. And GS wants as much money as possible, right? But at the end of the day, like, bag searches are becoming a huge thing of football because fans are taking in like flares and balaclavas and throwing cans on the pitch. Behave yourself and you'll get the beers back. Uh, for me, the loser surely will be Sojourn 1. Yeah. That's three years now without a w- league win against Seoul. So here's a, here's a hypothetical question for you, right? Yeah. How much longer can they put up with that? He's an obviously atrocious manager. Does the ACL last, you know, semi-final paper over it? They, they've done nothing in the league. They haven't challenged but, in the league. But uh, at Seoul, we had the same problem a few, a few years ago. We couldn't beat Suwon for Toffee, right? There was a year, I think we lost four times to them in the league, but we won the league overall by ten clear points or whatever, so... That's what I mean. Like, if you're still, tra- you know, I mean, like, if you're still making ACL finals, right? Yeah. Or you're still... I guess they did win the cup, yeah. right? Two years ago, and they're still in the cup. I, right? I was so talking to a Suwon fan after the game, and I said, does it bother you that you can't beat Seoul? And he said, yes. But I said, but in terms of the season, you're finishing above Seoul in, in the league... You're getting into the ACL. You're doing well in cops. Is that enough to to cover the fact that you can't beat Seoul? And he said yes. Okay. As long as they're getting, as just the views of one fan, but as long as they're the season as a whole is going okay, then they can forgive. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, they're not very happy about it, but I mean, they, I'm not a, a fan of either team. So to be perfectly honest, I I have no I have no invested interest in in, in either one doing well or poor. I just think. You know, if I view it as a Celtic fan, if we had a manager who couldn't beat Rangers, nothing would paper over those cracks, to be perfectly honest. I would be raging that we couldn't beat them. And it's not that we can't beat them. I mean, like, continually losing to one of them and make dodgy goals to them is like for three years. It's not one season. It's like three years I would be going raging. But but if I said you're going to play Rangers four times this year, you're going to get beat 6-0 in all four games, but you're going to win the Champions League... Would you take that? Well, I think ne- you're, ne- next you're, year, because it's not going to happen this year. Yeah, it's not going to happen this year, but they, you're comparing... They, if you, it's, it's impossible. It's not impossible for a Korean team to win the, the ACL. I think to, to talk about a Scottish team winning the Champions League is the impossible. But you, you normally say that everyone has their price, right? And in yeah. football terms as well, you must have your price where you'd accept Celtic doing something good Okay, for, I would, for, I would accept. Okay, I would accept Celtic winning 10 in a row. In the 10 in a row season... I would accept us winning ten in a row to get that 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 historical achievement, right? Yeah. And losing four Rangers games. Yes, that year I would. So if we lost all four Rangers games and still won ten in a row, I would take that. So, so everyone does have their price. Everyone has a price, yeah. Okay. Uh, will you be at a game this weekend? Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This weekend I actually do have to I have to work on Saturday, uh, and then I think on Sunday I'm supposed to have a family thing on Sunday, so I don't know. So, which is K- K1, what, what's the one game that you wouldn't want to miss? Do you want me to take you through what the, what's happening? Yeah. Pohang Kyungnam, Tegu Ulsan, Sangju Cheju, Seoul Chonbuk, Chonnam Suwon, Kangwon Incheon. 
Okay, the one game you wouldn't want to miss, you would have to say, based on the weekend, based on, on midweek, is Pohang Gyeongnam. Uh, I would agree with that. I mean, what was it? Six, 13 goals? I can't even count, right? 13 goals in two games. Yeah, 13 goals in two games. Yeah, so yeah, this is the one that you wouldn't miss would be yeah, Pohang Gyeongnam. The nil-nil draw between Pohang Gyeongnam. <laughs> yeah, you know what's coming, right? And the, and the one game which you which I couldn't pay you money to go to? Uh, any game involving John Am right now. John Nam Blue Wings? Yeah, I wouldn't go to that game. Okay. You couldn't pay me to go to that game. Uh, that's, I, the game I would, that's the game I would give up the remote control for. Uh, I think I'd agree with you there. I, of course, will be at Seoul versus Chumbuk Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Okay. Be there or be square. Is it a game that you wouldn't miss, though? Um, is it a game that I wouldn't miss? Mm. I mean, that you have a season ticket, so you're going to go, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is that is that you know the one game is that the one game that you wouldn't miss or, or would you think oh, John Book don't want to really go and see them in case they beat us after watch the rookie celebrate see them do our bouncing song at us uh, I, I wouldn't not go because of that okay but like Supermatch I, I block out on my calendar to make sure I don't have any other appointment or booking or family like anything John Book at home it would be it would take something serious for me not to go. Okay. 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 Uh, quick, quick, um, quick score predictions or not score predictions because we don't want to. We're actually getting a little bit too close in the prediction league here, dude. For us to be doing score predictions on on our podcast. Well, I got zero midweek, so. Yeah, I think I got zero as well. But that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, there's only about four points between us two, right? Yeah. And all I can say is, Modern Soul, fair play. Congratulations, by the way, uh, if you didn't mention this earlier, uh, on your new addition to your family. Uh, and you've taken a couple of weeks off for obvious reasons, and you're still top. Obvious reasons? Uh, he's not top. Oh, he's not top. I have to, to put the blog up today, probably. He, um, Father John overtook him. Okay. But having a new baby, does that give you, the, give you an excuse to take two weeks off the Prediction League? Uh, probably takes like 20 seconds to do fair point shocking modern soul no excuse you better be on this weekend I assume he's not listening to the podcast either though, so. <laughs> there's, there is there is no glory in beating someone who's not taking part um, yeah. outro K2 K2 Suwon Anyang Ansan Asan Kwangju Eland Pusan Songnam Puchon Tejon ok Puchon Monday night uh, if, I can get, if I don't have to teach, I'll be there. That may be the one game I go to if I don't have to teach. Okay. Okay. Outro. 